on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. Okay, so we're feeling a little nostalgic here, folks. Mm, or, as dr- we, or is it drunk? <laughs> I, um, that too. Um, as we close out the ninth season, wrap that around your head, folks. Wow. The ninth season of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, we wanted to look back at the past year and talk about some of our favorite beer experiences. If you look at the beers that we, the beer that we have brought today at the table, and the beer that we are sharing today at the table, there's not a lot of excessiveness. These are old styles. These are classic tried and true styles. There's no okay? lactose in one beer. And no lactose in any of the beers, nor are there any crazy fruits mm. or things or that edgings. are supposed yeah. to be like true. fruits. Boring. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back after this break. Almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Hey there. Yeah, you, there. Come on in, sit down. It's that time of day. Beer time? No, the cops are not coming again. (laughs) Man, you know, I try to get excited here. Stop trying to lure people in from the (laughs) street. That's weird. (laughs) What do you mean? We're a cozy group of people. We got a nice table. We're nice, normal-looking citizens. Wow. These Mostly. are lies and lies and more lies. That's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> if this is what normal looks like, I mean, the world's in trouble. We have beer to warm your heart. You know, it's all the good things. Speaking of which, this is a sad segment where we discuss the good things in life 12 to 16 ounces at a time. I am your hostess, good old gal Juliana, and with me today at the table is good old boy Kendall. How are you? It's good to be here. Oh, thanks. Speaking of beer, good old boy Mike. The end is near. (laughs) (laughs) How profound of you to come up with that. Yes. (laughs) Reverend Mark, how are you? Very good. Just remember... Jesus died for your sins, so don't disappoint him. (laughs) (laughs) He's here all week, folks. Wow. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I don't even have a a button for that. It's just so satisfying. Oh, my God. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Good old boy, Dave. Uh, Let's get this over with. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so we're feeling a little nostalgic here, folks. Mm, Or or is it drunk? um, That too. Um, As we close out the ninth season, wrap that around your head, folks. Wow. The ninth season of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, we wanted to look back at the past year and talk about some of our favorite beer experiences. That means everyone listening to the show has pretty much pissed away nine years of their lives. Wow. No, and and wanna, we're good with that. that. And oh, what fun it's been. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's taken us nine seasons to get Reverend Mark to talk into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I saw it as a confessional screen at first. <laughs> <laughs> he might have had PTSD. He, like, he, come uh, on. He, uh, he finally has something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I know everyone here at the table has tried some new and amazing beers this year on the show and just out and about. But beer isn't just about what's in the glass. I mean, it's mostly about what's in the glass, but it's also about the people and the places that are associated with it. Today, this is five of our cast members that are part of our Suds crew. We have a lot of other people that also record with our Suds segments that are not here at the table with us today. You can catch their comments about their beer of the year choices on our social media channels as well. So uh, just reach out. You'll be able to watch those throughout the month of January, and you'll get to hear what Caperton has to say about his favorite Saison. Oh, of <laughs> because that's the only beer that he likes. But of course. Yes, Mr. Saison. Dave, you're up. Yeah, I am up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, so this is a show about people. Well, let's see. Here's the thing, though. Like, I don't want to say that. Um, so, I I don't like him ripping on Caperton. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So here's here's the thing: is we know that Reverend Mark is the king of all of our monkey friends. Wait, what? And. <laughs> Monk-ish. Wait, oh. Monk friends. I thought you said Reverend Mark was the king of the monkeys. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> like, Is that not what you hey, guys hey, heard? going with this, Joyce. Yeah. Some of our, okay, so some of our co-hosts, like... When I think of Reverend Mark, I think of all that is of Belgian. Monkeys? You think no, of I think of all that is Belgian. I think of all that is Trappist. I think of all of those amazing beers. Okay, because he's kind of a monkey. The king of <laughs> the monks in my You said life. he is the king of the monkeys. <laughs> you literally called Reverend Mark the king of the monkeys. No, it's not monkey. Like, it's not Well, you're monkey. a monkey before you're a monkey. It's kind of, it's kind of like being a novitiate. You're a monkey before I you're mean, a monk. Like, <laughs> wow, mo- okay, so I didn't say it quite, but like. So we're going I to always, hell? No, we're us? not going to hell. No, 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 no. But, but if I we always, do, it'll be fun down there too. You write this down. But Script I always aberration think of- <laughs> at six minutes and 32 seconds. So anyways, there's that, right? <laughs> and Caperton, we know, is like. Mr. Saison man. Like it's always about the Saisons. Yes. And he loves them, right? And then we have yes. good old boy Kendall here, which is like our master. He knows all about all there is to know about all of the beer styles. <laughs> and there isn't a beer style that he doesn't love. That's true. Right. Are you sure? Yes. Do you like lactose sours? That's well, not a real style. Yeah. <laughs> According to the BJCP style guide. I'm talking about BJCP here. Yes. So if we go through the BJCP right. style guide, you like 
every style. Yeah. I can appreciate yeah. every style. Yeah, I, there are a few I don't like, but yeah. But you can appreciate them for what they are, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. They're spewing. Okay. Good for spewing. Oh. <laughs> I'm French. Why do you think I have this outrageous accent, you silly king? So what is Mike? Exactly. Tell us what Mike is. So he's a monkey, and he's the master. So what is Mike? He's a lover of raspberries. (laughs) Yes, he does love the raspberries. (laughs) Now, is it just raspberry beers you don't like, or would you eat a raspberry tart? No. Raspberry jam? No. Would you just eat a raspberry? No. I'm sure he has bottles of Chambord in his house. No. Well, I have one. I have a bottle of Chambord that I've had there for probably like 15 years. So, yeah. He's yeah. been thinking about it. No. He'll drink it. Nice. Nice. Okay. Okay. I can guarantee you there is no raspberry beer as my beer of the year choice. Yeah. Huh. For sure. Yep. We'll get there. One of these years. You know what? Maybe the 19th season. Sip Suds and Smokes, or uh, good old boy Mike will pick a raspberry beer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or the 13th. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, now, even though we're going to talk about beer experiences and stuff like that, we mm-hmm. still need to drink some beer, right? Absolutely. Just to get yeah. ready for the. Uh, do we just have to? to? Yeah. Okay, look, I'm going to twist your arm. Can we just talk here. about beer? Who are you? At, we're going to be doing that. And look at it. You know, Soon. and maybe not drink it. What? What are we in prison? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I went to Bizarro World for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, starting with good old boy Kendall, let's talk about stuff. There's so much to talk about. <laughs> well, I'm done to know what Kendall picked. I see the cans here, but okay. So I, I brought some beers for us to drink because when I was thinking about over 2021, I can't say I had one particular beer that was my beer of the year mm. but for me 2021 was the year of hellas lager nice mm. cheers I, yes so i have two in front of us um one is uh, memphis sands out of wiseacre um this is nice oh yeah and i love this beer a great experience was i went to their brewery in september and i picked up a suitcase 24 pack of 16 ounce cans of this beer it was wow fantastic that's pretty amazing and uh but my, my love of hell has started earlier in the year i in january we made a trip over to zillacoa in Asheville, and i brought oh, back yeah. a couple cases of stubby bottles of their hellas and um and i brought another one i don't have that they're not doing it right now but i did bring a second beer which is the saint monday from monday night in atlanta georgia uh it's also a hellas a little bit lighter and a little different than the wiseacre but i think the thing i loved about this year was i was just in the mood for beer that tastes like beer yeah yeah well so my first comment when Kendall was pulling, you know, the these beers um, out and started opening them. Was there's actually a local beer from Southern Grist called uh, Crispy as Hellas, and I thought it was probably one of the better, you know, Hellas, you know, uh, lager beers that I'd had as well. And and I think the two that you know you have here are very indicative of you know the style of those beers, you know, that we had. And I you know I think probably if you had told me a Hellas is going to come around. The vast majority of Hellas to me are too sweet. Mm-hmm. They go 
down that path of Vienna style. Right. They're usually too sweet. They have too much, you know, caramel malt or whatever, you know, that's bringing around that sweetness in them. And I just miss something that, you know, should not be there. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really love about these particular style hell is, you know, both that you so brought here yeah. as really great examples. So I'm with you. I love the fact that this style is uh, has caught fire and is being made by several, you know, breweries. Um, I'm just hoping it displaces some things mm -hmm. that I don't care for, <laughs> which is almost <laughs> it's just everything a great, else. It's just a great beer. I mean, it's a classic lager. You should put it's, lactose so in this. Kendall, be a tell lot us a little bit about like. <laughs> The Hellas as a style, like what are, what are some of the characteristics of a Hellas? One of the things I like about a Hellas is there is a really nice balance between the malt and the hops. Mm -hmm. So being a lager, right. it's clean. You don't get in a lot of yeast profile. But if you've had German Pilsners, they're very on the light end of the malt side, and they're almost very bitter. They're very highly hopped, whereas a, a Hellas is more uh, equal balance. So you get a nice malty bready toasty yep. character yes. yep. and you get just enough hops to keep it from being sweet yeah and you know it's beer it's beer flavored beer i it's don't think balanced. you can get more beer yeah. than hellas lager and i think that's why i was just drinking it and i'm just tired of milkshakes and sours and triple barrel aged 18 percent beers with oreo cookies and it's like i just wanted a beer for yep. 2021 so really that's see. what i've been drinking cool that's very good. I, I think that, yeah, I think that's impressive. And I think that's a sign of the times for this year. Well, we will have more discussion and more beer in just a minute. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Can you believe we've made it to the end of another season? Oh my God. We wow. had a pretty good year ourselves. <laughs> so we have been listening to good old boy Kendall, and he's been telling us about his favorite beers of the year. So now let's get into your favorite experience of the year. My favorite experience of the year was just being able to go back to beer events. Um, that Cheers was to that. something I really, really missed. June and I love to travel. We got to hit a nice beer and music fest up in Columbus, Ohio. We were able, me and my friends were able to throw the East Nashville Beer Fest in September, a few months late. I got to travel to Texas for the Beer Now, formerly the Beer Bloggers Conference. Uh, I haven't done that in a few years. I got to see those friends. Um, and just, you know, going to beer events and, and, and I got to go judge beer at a few beer uh, homebrew competitions. And it's nice. all that stuff I didn't get to do in 2020. It's like beer was back. And I got to travel and drink good beer and hang out with cool people and, and you do cool were, stuff. You were a part of a lot of virtual beer events, like early, like all last year and well, early did, this year. Did help my friend Matt do a bunch of virtual events for Rise Home. It's it, um, Those are cool, but it was, I mean, it's It was it's fun, not but it same. wasn't the same. Yeah, it wasn't the same as, you know, throwing a party for 2,000 people, which I love to do. You guys did do some really good virtual beer events, though, I will say. So, Kendall, it sounds like, you know, you've had a reset year like we all have. Yeah. And you're resetting it to the basics of just a beer that's just delicately balanced between malt and hop and just real mm -hmm. beer. And then get essential out, beer. Keep and it being simple. around beer people. Keep it simple. Just enjoy the friendship and the beer. <laughs> okay. Well, I I think that's great. Let's move on now to good old boy Mike. Oh, Capitan. So uh, today we're also going to be featuring uh, some of our favorite Yo Mama jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you got? Whip it out. Yo Mama, so poor, Nigerian princess, wire her money. 
<laughs> Rim shot. Come yeah, on, yeah. There was a program. Thank you very I much. Barely, barely, barely made a registered. rim shot. Yeah, I got one. Okay. Yo, mama, so classless that she's monitored by the CIA as a communist threat. <laughs> that should get us banned or indicted one or the other i'm not uh, really quite sure your mama is so stupid she tried to put her m&ms in alphabetical order <laughs> there you go i like that uh oh she's got it i love this <laughs> your mama's glasses are so thick when she looks at a map she can see people waving at her <laughs> oh, man <laughs> Oh, and she had this sassy attitude. Your mama is so tall, she tripped in Michigan and hit her head in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just can't buy a ticket to this coat or two. Okay. I think we should. Let's have a beer. So, uh, my we'll get beer. Back to your mama. <laughs> my beer of the year actually comes out of an episode that we had here on Sip, Suds, and Smokes uh, back in season nine, around March-ish, I think. The name of the episode was called This Old Beer is Awesome, and it featured a line of beers that is sold as part of a bottle club from Zebulon Artisan Ale. Woohoo! It actually was, aired uh, April 23rd. April 23rd. Thanks, Dave. So, uh... I was actually not on the episode. I was here for the production. It was awesome. Oh, wait, I mean, (laughs) that's why the episode was good. But I got to taste all the beers, you know, alongside everybody else. And uh, there was absolutely one beer I thought really stood out um, among a lot of the others. And that was the TARDIS Truman Porter. It was the running version. So if you... Mm. Um, if you want to go back and listen to that episode, you'll understand there's two terms. There's running and keeping. So running is the fresh beer that you make it and then you serve it. The keeping beer is the beer that you keep and usually add more hops to those beers. And this one as a designation is TS0001 if you're looking it up on some, uh, some apps that track beers. But uh, it was 60 IBU. The ABV was 5.8%. And I just really thought this was so indicative of a really great English porter. And we all love this beer so much. Um, The hops in this, I thought, were uh, it had the uh, Fawcett, Maris Otter, uh, Pale, Brown, and Black Malts. It was true English beer. It was about as, as true as you could possibly imagine and we ended up blending the running and the keeping and everybody was just like knocked out of the park you know with the blend between the two and we just could not stop talking about it during the episode after that was one of the strongest flights we've had in a while was and i think what i really loved about this is that it was this really great example of how very simple english style beers can truly be elevated and amazing and you know so i love how kendall's kind of kicked off the conversation of saying i just wanted a beer i just wanted a really great porter you know at the end of the day and we've had a lot of great porters we even have a lot of great porters you know here locally and but there was just something about the elevation of the simplicity, but yet the quality of this just yeah. really was above and beyond. I think I thought Mike did a really great job of making these beers. He stayed very true to style. And I love the 
it's interesting that, you know, when you look at Dogfish Head and how they've concentrated on trying to make ancient ale styles out of the ancient ale series. I love the fact that Mike is picking up and a lot of other brewers are picking up the baton and saying, I can make a really great pale. I can make a really awesome, you know, porter. And I can do this, you know, with um, old world hops, you know, and I, I lo- really loved that. Well, I think it's cool that, you know, like at the time when this beer was originally, the original version of that beer came out, this was the working man's beer. It was like what you, you got off your shift right. at the at the docks or wherever you worked and you went to your local pub and you had some porter. And like, you know, like now it, you know, Bud Light or, you know, Light Lager, whatever. Back then in England, you went and you had porter. That was that was the beer that you had. And it was just simple, straightforward, and it was just a very well done, like Kendall said, a beer that tastes like a beer. Yeah, it's, a, it's the working man's beer in woman. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, they say historically also a stout is the son of a porter. You know, mm-hmm. it came from the porter. Yeah, a stout porter. That's mm-hmm. that's what a stout right. originally was. It was a big porter, you know. Well, you know, I, I just, uh, I thought that theme kind of played into, you know, a lot of things, you know, that I was considering for beer of the year. But that beer in particular definitely stood out, you know, for me. You know, uh, was I guess the thing that kept on creeping in, you know, to my thought process was what this year was not, and it just was not kind of over the top. Um, I just, I mean, usually kind of struggle, and you know, there's like ten or fifteen, you know, really great beers, you know, that we run across, and I think if anything, I just felt like this year had just it was the year of the big sellout. Um, I thought that the um, elements of hard seltzer had really moved in and had claimed such a huge measure of market share. And I just really felt like this was a, I don't know, a loss of pursuing a really high quality beverage and people just moving back to the point of wanting something for effect. And you know, when I saw the, and I sent this, you know, photo around to you guys, you know, a couple of weeks ago was the Imperial Hard Seltzer. I about fell out of my chair. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? You why? Know? Yeah, yeah, why exactly? Why, no why would you ever? Yeah. So I just, yeah. I think if anything, I felt like this element of, I don't know, just so many breweries, you know, just selling out and going, I'm just doing something to get from point A to B right now, Mike. I'm not trying to make great beer. I'm trying to make bank. And there's a big difference between I think, those. I think there's yeah. a lot of truth to that. There's a lot yeah. of breweries making a lot of beer because it sells, not because they really enjoy making it or even want to make it. Right. And I won't quote the brewery that where I saw this logo the other day, but it says, we don't have to apologize for our creativity. And there are a lot wow. of breweries where I'd say, but you should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, Just because you're being creative yeah. doesn't mean it's good. I have a long right. list of people that they should apologize. <laughs> I just, um, I cracked open another porter that we tried this year. Um, and it was another one that we we raved about, the mm. Green Man mm. order from mm. Asheville, North Carolina, oh. and um, again, straightforward English porter. I mean, yeah, just, this was from an episode called Down the Alley. If you yeah. want to uh, take take a glance back at that in episode October, where we covered, I believe it came everything out. in uh, Green Man. I'm sorry, did, did they take a oh, GABF on this one? 
Probably at some yeah, point. I was just going to say yeah, Green yeah, Man yeah, just makes yeah, an amazing assortment yeah. of traditional English ales as well. Yeah. Not just the porter, but everything they do is is bulletproof. But this one, I think, was the GABF gold medal winner this year, and it's um, I think so. Yeah. It, oh, it's it, so it, good. You know, it, it would be great to taste this one right next to that, um, to that porter from uh, Zebulon, because really the flavor of profile hasn't changed that much. Um, there's obviously some differences, but caramel, chocolate, you know, very straightforward, dark beer, just a good working man's beer, both mm. of them, I think. So uh, we actually were uh, enjoying another beer out of the TARDIS um, Society uh, beers, which is the Old Ale. Why don't you tell us about it there? Yeah, this is the 1800s Old Stock Ale, 12.7% ABV. What a fantastic beer. Okay, yeah. but does this taste 12.7%? No, it tastes, it tastes like candy. amazing. Maybe 10. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe 11 It's not point. a small beer. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's definitely some alcohol so in there. So this beer actually didn't make that particular episode, and but I still think it's very indicative of the quality of all of those beers that were in that lineup. Man, if we were rating this total five all the way, I mean, 100%. holy cow, you know, yeah. it's just knocking it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the same thing with the Porter from Green Man for that. Like, and what I really am enjoying so far be, with the two of you so far is just these are basic styles. This isn't, Absolutely. Yeah. This isn't fussy. This isn't new technology. This is. There's no milk sugar. And it, what's funny is beers. it's not really Kendall or I. I mean, you know. But at, this is the running theme of like. Uh, yeah. Collective. But, I mean, if you would have told me that I'm just dying for a really clean, good English porter. No way. No how. That's probably. I, I'm, if I were to walk into a brewery, that would not be something I'm looking for on the board, you know. But that was just that good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um yeah. Yeah, and you're right. The 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 old ale, the porter, the Hellas, these are styles that have been around for a few hundred years for a reason. Yeah. hundred percent. Exactly. And it's like sometimes you just have to be reminded. Yeah. Just you know, the basic yeah. palette of color from which you work mm-hmm. and then concoct other things. Well really- quick note on some of my experiences uh this year, then we'll get back to you, your mama. Um so <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, I'm with Kendall. I really enjoyed getting out and about a bit more this year for a wide variety of things, not just for beer, but, you know, a broad range of things. So it was nice to kind of creep back into some of the festivals. I had a lot of, you know, judging experiences this year where, you know, <clears throat> um, we finally and Sometimes moved- he tasted beer. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um Dude, I feel like everything was back, you know, at, at full throttle and, and full tilt. And, you know, you went, walked into a room, you know, with 500, 1,000 people. No. And I actually probably would have felt uncomfortable, you know, had that been the case. But um, it was just nice to kind of get back out. I'm really hoping to see a lot more of our fans in person. Uh, for those of you that came up and said hello, hi. I think you guys really suck and should stop insulting Canadians. I'm really grateful for all of you that walked up. And guess what? We're not gonna. <laughs> a, a process server, you are. <laughs> Here you go. So, but it was uh, it was great to get out and about, and I think it was just simply the human connection uh, this year to me was you know the experience as much as I. Enjoy sipping beer, you know, over, you know, virtual and uh, experiences. 
I think being with somebody and going, I really don't like this raspberry double IPA um, <laughs> Why in not? person. I mean, like, really? You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, this really sucks. What's and your problem? In person, you know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'm going to flip this here to Reverend Mark, and I'm going to kick it off with a Yo Mama joke. So uh, let's see. Yo Mama is so short, she went to see Santa, and he told her to get back to work. <laughs> Well, that was <laughs> borderline. That was, a, that was a, no, there was no, it wasn't even near the border. Wasn't even close. Wow, really? Yeah. Your okay. mom is so dumb. She told me to meet her at the corner of walk and don't walk. <laughs> <laughs> Your mama's so stupid. It takes her two hours to watch 60 minutes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yo mama is so fat, the only math symbol she knows is pie. <laughs> oh, man. Yo mama so nasty, she made speed stick slow down. <laughs> oh, man. <Wow. laughs> Yo mama is so lazy that she thinks a two-income family is where your daddy holds down two jobs. <laughs> oh. Oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> I love just, just dragging this right in the pit. <laughs> All right, Reverend Mark, what have you poured for us? What's your beer of the year? Okay. Well, I had several, but this one has a sentimental value to it as well. Uh, this is the uh, the Blackberry Farm Ooh, Barrel wow. Series 003. And uh, I like it because it is... is that 007's nice. little brother? Yeah. <laughs> It is a three-year-old uh, Flanders red mm. sour from the Fodor, and uh, also it was in American white oak, and then also in a uh, French lim- uh, a French oak as well. French it, limousine. French limousine oak, exactly. <laughs> it, it's blended though with a little bit of their mountain lager to give it, you know, a oh, wow. round it off. Wow. That's okay, so it, it is a little soft for mm-hmm. Flanders, which mm-hmm. I really appreciate. Yeah, really. thank it's you. It's really nice. I like yes. my back yeah. teeth. I don't yeah. know if I've had this one. Yeah, it's very lit. And the reason why I pick it as one of my favorite beers is because as a beer, it's one of my favorites. Um, and I like what they did with the blending aspect of you, this. Yeah, Can dude. you pass that bottle around? I yeah. want to take a look at that, mm-hmm. Reverend Mark. It comes back empty. Yeah. Um, but I, I like the fact, like I can taste the um, where it was in it was also in the the American oak barrel because you get some of that nice tannic characteristic from right. there. Right. But the lager, I think, to me, is what I really like because it softens it so much. That's really kinda blowing like what, my mind. Yeah, yeah kind of <laughs> like what Mike said. Like I like my back teeth. I'm not looking for lockjaw. Every yeah, time right, I you know, right. drink a beer. Well, and, mm-hmm. and I think we know of somebody that makes a Flanders Red that it is Lockjaw City, yeah. you know, for a lot of the fresh ones. Um, but, I mean, even, you know, at three years, um, that's still, for it to be that soft, I'm, I think that's mm-hmm. the thing I'm kind of so taking good. back here. Is it's really nice. It, it, yeah. You could have dropped that in, you know, a cellar for 10 years, and I still don't think that some Flanders Red would be, you know, that soft. Yeah, you know, to me, when somebody says Flanders, it's like that Rodenbach, you know, attack your sandpaper and a very abrasive, you know, element, you know, comes around. And I know there are a ton of people that love, you know, Rodenbach. I'm not saying Rodenbach's bad. I'm just saying it has a, it has a very aggressive taste profile about it. And this is not the case. And I love the fact they back blended it. Why did so? Was that a choice that Travis made? 
Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, to, to back blend it like that. Yes, I like yeah. that. Uh. To just give it a little softness, just a little bit of softness. Hmm. But honestly, who would have thought of putting those two together? Like I'm, I'm so impressed by this because I would never have thought of putting a lot like softening this style with a logger. You right. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is beautiful. It is gorgeous. Yep. Well, was that the base beer? He just blended it with the base beer. Well, yeah, the base was a, was it was a Flanders, and then he just brought it brought in the uh, mountain mm -hmm. lager to soften the edges of it, and it's also aged with uh, with uh, Montmorency <laughs> Montmorency Montmorency cherries. Yes, so you get a little of that there too. Mm. Very nice. Thank Very you. Very interesting. Thanks for sharing that bottle, yeah. River Mark. Why That's did Maddie yeah. not give us this? <laughs> and I have only one more bottle at my house, but this wow. is, yeah. We'll be back with more beer and experiences so in just a minute. Welcome back, everyone. So, yeah, we're talking about a lot of stuff today. Burps, who can burp the best, who can burp the loudest, and beers and beer experiences. Yeah, pretty cool. So, Reverend Mark has been... Um, talking about his favorite beer of the year, which is really extraordinary. And now let's get into a beer experience that you well, had. The extraordinary beer only parallels very slightly my most extraordinary beer experience. And I could say some beer experiences that followed. And that was that it's been a long, long kind of lockdown situation for all of us as we've come through COVID. But in the middle of all of that, miraculous as it was, I made contact with someone on a dating app, and I thought, this is not going to go anywhere. It never, what was his it name? Never seen <laughs> <laughs> Do they know yeah. good your mama jokes? <laughs> <laughs> and so the, the, uh, the algorithms just, for whatever reason, what she was using, what I was using, it brought us together on the basis of our interest in brewing and winemaking. Nice. She was a winemaker and still is, and I love to brew. And so we decided to meet at a local tap room on a Sunday and just see what we thought of love beer and of each other. And I can tell you that we we brought in, you know, went from the bar, you know, a, just a, a big sampler rack of various things, and we sat there. For three hours, and as she described it later, you know, we were like just in a cloud and didn't anticipate that at all. And so it was a blended beer experience in Aww. which we talked about the things that we love to do with our hobbies. She didn't care really one thing or another about what I did with my life <laughs> other than that. <laughs> yeah. she, I mean, she later did come to care about that. But uh, long story short... A year later, we're married now. Nice. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations, Reverend Martin. And she is totally the love of my life. And we share so much passion for Zymergy of just fermenting whatever we can ferment. So we've got some beer going right now. we got some wine going right now. We've, you know, oh got some my. kimchi going mm. in the corner. So, yeah, just whatever oh, we can. A little, little kimchi yeah, in the corner. <laughs> you probably need to tell people, uh, not tell so many people, you and your bride are really interested in Zymergy because uh, they, right. they might get the wrong idea. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah, is, that the, is, that the, is that that ancient text where you... It's my Uber here yet. <laughs> yes. well. she, okay. she is just God's gift, God's gift at an hour that neither of us thought 
was even well, you feasible, us, possible. You give us all amazing. hope, Reverend Mark. Yeah. yeah. Good. All right, Dave. Yo mama, so nasty. They used to call them jumpalines till your mama bounced on one. <laughs> all right. Your mama is so stupid. She got locked in a mattress store and slept on the floor. <laughs> Or I got one. Your mama. What? <laughs> your mama is is so gross. She's like a hockey team. She showers only after three periods. Oh man, that's so bad. That's so bad, dude. After that sweet marriage story, there was a line. He just crossed it. I think we can stop there. Yeah. Oh man. Your mom is so poor. She went to McDonald's and put a milkshake on layaway. Oh, man. Your mama's head so big, it shows up on radar. Whatever marks made my stomach hurt. That was. I just look forward to the next award ceremony where you're going, look, you cannot get good, high quality Your Mama jokes anywhere else on the the planet. I just look forward to the next lawsuit. All right. Dave, let's hear it, man. What's your beer of the year? Okay. My beer of the year was the first five of season nine. And it was a total surprise. We did an episode on Einstock, which is that that beer that you see in the store with the Viking guy oh, yeah. mm-hmm. on the cans, and everybody walks past it because you think it's just some rando macro-made beer. And honestly, it was way better. It was mm-hmm. one of the best flights we'd had in a while at the time, and the Doppelbach was probably the best beer of the flight. Mm. And that's what I picked. Not because it was the best beer I had all year. It probably was one of the best beers, but it was the most surprising. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was definitely a thing that caught me because I am not a fan of the Icelandic white ale that they make. I just, you know, it's one of the things. It's the only beer that used to distribute here in the U.S. uh, for quite some time. And I just remember having that going, and I think maybe we even had it on the show, and I was like, wow, this is... But have you ever had a wit that you liked? That's my question. Yeah, okay. I have. Really? Yes. Mike's not a big fan of wit. Right. No. Is, I, I like the beer, but I'm a big oh, wit Oh, you guy. meant beer. Oh, no. I just thought... Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Wit. <laughs> it's not a... Yeah. But I, I, I love the uh, Einstock White. But, uh, well, I like a lot of the... But I think I love the, the stuff Icelandic Pale Ale. I really but, do. Yeah, I, oh, I do oh there we go. <laughs> Uh, does it say false city on it? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so I just, I really thought I was, I was so mm. impressed and it was a great way to start the, the uh, season nine. I thought, because it was early on mm-hmm. and it was just a really r- good reminder that a lot of the beer in the beer store that you walk past because you just assume it won't be good. You should really take the time. And try it out, you know, and taste it. Well, I that's one of the things I really love that Dave and Joanna both took a lot of time. And we kind of have a recurring series of talking about the beers that you walk past in the beer aisle, you know, time and time again. And I love the fact that we have covered so many of those beers that have been around for 15, 20 years. Yeah. And you just walk by them all day long. And, and this is, I don't think that this particular beer fell in that category because the Doppelbach is fairly new to being distributed. Yeah, it's one of their holiday beers, yeah. But I do like the fact that, um, you know, that is kind of a one of the series that we've done is always covering 
those latent, you know, products that are sitting there on the shelf. Um, so good. Uh, so it's great beer. Um, awesome. How about your beer experience? So, you know, kind of along the lines of Kindle, uh, you know, talking about being able to get back out amongst people and stuff. And mine's really a much smaller thing. Julianne and I don't go out all that much just because we're homebodies, you know. But uh, there was one day when we went and we went to Barique, uh, which is a local brewery. Really do some really amazing Joel's sours, awesome. but their 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 clean beers are phenomenal. They're a lot of their loggers. Mm-hmm. They they do a great. Uh, so they always have two cask beers on a beer engine at Barique. Mm-hmm. And yep. This is amazing that Joel has committed of always having two beers on at Barique. It's and really this amazing. is the guy who started, I mean, barrel aged, you know, sours. Yes. Like that was his, that is his not his thing. jam. Yeah. You know, but he does Pilsners. He does a lot of different, you know, IPAs and things. If you're going to say the English mild is your favorite beer, I'm going to be, no, go uh, you know, I think you. it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay, but it's not, you know, it, but anyways, the, the part of the day though, was after we left Barique, we went down to Black Abbey. And that is one of probably, I would have to say that's one of the stronger breweries overall that we have in our town. Um, just as far as longevity and being able to, to produce a lot of really solid beers. Um, and But the part that was so cool to me, it was like Julian and I were there and we went and we got, got our flight and we're hanging out. And who walks in but good old boy Drew and his wife, who we'd never met. And so we got to spend time with Drew and his wife. And the thing that was just so cool is that we so rarely get to meet people out and about. And we don't go out all that often. So it was even better that we got to see some people that we really liked just randomly. You know, spend some time, have some beers. The food truck was really good that day. And just we just got to hang out. And to me, that was really great because... Usually we have to have, you know, a prearranged people to come here and do the show and stuff, but it's really nice when you can run into your friends out, just out and about. Mm. So that was my beer experience of the year. I like that. Right. Back to the simplicity theme, mm. right, Kendall? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just hanging out. And there were some good beers. The that question day. is, did Carl have any good beer on for you that he day? He actually, you know <laughs> so what? There you. was some, they actually had one that tasted a little bit like ambrosia. I don't like this cactus beer. <laughs> the cactus rose. <laughs> All right. Wow. Uh, one more round of Yo Mama jokes before we hop to uh, Juliana here. Uh, let's see. Yo Mama's teeth are so yellow. I can't believe it's not butter. Mm. <laughs> Your mama's like an elementary school at three o'clock. <laughs> Children keep coming out and nobody can remember all the fathers. I knew that was going. I knew you were. I read that one before. Your mama's so dumb. She tried to climb Mountain Dew. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Does it come with a T-shirt? Wow. <laughs> Yo mama's so fat, NASA qualified her as a planet. Oh, man. <laughs> Yo mama's so bald, when she puts on a turtleneck, she looks like a roll-on deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, JB, let's hear it. 
What's your beer of the year? Okay, well, you so... You know there's going to be more than one, right? Well, there's 12, but... Yeah. <laughs> no, there's, there's two here. And they're all... Okay, so for those of you that don't know, I work in healthcare, and it's been... To say this has been a really weird year, I mean, it's been a weird couple of years, and it's been really hard for me to get any time off. So it's been limiting for me to get outside of our our normal comfort zone, right? But in the grand scheme of things, I think getting back to basics has been the theme of this year. Yo mama jokes. (laughs) And that. Nothing is more basic than But I mean- if you look at the beers that we, the beer that we have brought today at the table, and the beer that we are sharing today at the table, there's not a lot of excessiveness. These are old styles. These are classic tried and true styles. There's no okay? lactose in one beer, and no lactose in any of the beers. Nor are there any crazy fruits mm. or things or that edgings. are supposed yeah. to be like true. fruits. Boring. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to combine my favorite beer along with my beer experience. Unfortunately, I had to go home for a funeral this year. And this is the first time since the pandemic hit that I was able to even get to see my family, which is I'm far away from my family. So that being said, Dancing Gnome has been an elusive whale for me. I have tried their beers over the year, over the years but have not been able to make it to the tap room. And we were lucky enough to get to the tap room to get some beer from there. And I'm so happy and thankful for that. Mm. What I'm also happy and thankful for is that they, their West Coast IPA, which is the Swinging at Strangers, just reminds me of where I came from when I first started enjoying craft beer. I used to try and, and that it in. the West Coast IPAs mm-hmm. were the thing back then. Mm. And doing their interpretation of a West Coast IPA and kind of giving it like a little modern nod, but still being a classic Westie mm. just makes me happy. It's a good beer. It, it mm. makes me happy. But also with that is the other beer that I brought along, which is, okay, I'm probably going to get some slack for this, but I not don't really care. Oh, no, 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 not, not at at this all. table. Okay. Beer flavored beer. So, when I was young, maybe too young legally, but young, I grew up in Pennsylvania and Yingling, of course, was right there in my backyard all the time and always had it. It was already re- readily available. But when I learned how to drive, I drove a lot to Baltimore and that became like my my place that I would go to and I just Baltimore was, was your safe place <laughs> wow because I mean okay well I was driving a lot to Baltimore and New York City so in the scheme of things Baltimore was okay. a little bit safer than New York City fair back fair. then 20 billion years ago super murdery versus kind of murdery yeah <laughs> That's where I live, folks. That's where I live. But anyways, Natty Bo was always something that I had. National Bohemian. Otherwise not known as National Bohemian. With a little smiley guy. I I mean, what's not to love about this? He's very friendly. But Mm, It's just a beer. The point of what I'm trying to make is... I wasn't, this year was not about fussy, overly done, overly thought out beer, but it was for the basics. 
You know and, what was cool too? We Kendall talked about he bought a suitcase of um, that that uh, Hellas. Yeah, we bought two suitcases of Natty Bow. No. Right. Yes. they were like we did. Uh, 60, 60 yes. cans each. Yes. Yes. Are there any left? Wow. Oh, there's a few. There's a couple. <laughs> it's such a great, it's but, such a great it's, Yeah, it is amazing. But for what it is, it is. It's, you know what yeah, I mean? It's classic. And that's... That and is I, sweet. That is so pure. It honestly is. I mean, you could talk about others like regionally, you know, like old style and and PBR and stuff like that. But to me, the Natty Bow was where it's at. And it's very near and dear to my heart. And... Being able to appreciate it for its simplicity, to me, kind of like goes along to what the year was like. Yeah. Take a cooler full of those and mm. just sit out in the yard or, you know, wherever. Just hang out. I know. And it doesn't have to be the latest craze and it doesn't have to be the latest hop. You know what I mean? No. It's not that different from a craft Hellas lager. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, I'm looking forward to the beer ahead of us. I don't know yes. about you guys. The so. beer no, of totally. the future. Me too. Totally. Space beer. I'm, I'm, Space beer. <laughs> we've had a lot of great beer over the years, and I'm really looking forward to what's ahead of us for sure. Well, cheers to everyone. Likewise. Cheers. For getting cheers. through cheers. another cheers. year. Season it nine. Was a great year. We're all alive and well, and we're looking forward to the next year of beer. Well, that's going to do it for today. For season and, nine. And season nine. Yes. Number we nine. hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. That subscribe button. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, or Uncle Larry, our favorite guy. Play podcasts, sip suds and smokes. I can't touch my wand. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter. Our handle on there is at sipsudsmokes. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll be able to interact with the thousands and millions of other fans on those social media platforms. And please do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. Five stars. That'd be a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Where are our sample comes in? <laughs> All right. Good boy, Kendall. Thanks so much for being here. This was a fun way to wrap up season nine. It was a pleasure. Please tell us about your blog. My beautiful wife and I blog about the good news of good beer at beermakes3.com. Also find us on Instagram. Good boy, Mike. Fabulous season nine. And I'm looking forward to everything out of us for season 10. Hey, uh, I'm going to ask you to keep on sipping. Reverend Mark. It is so good to be here. I want to send this out to the love of my life, Catherine. And I can't wait to be back again. Good boy, Dave. Hey, I'm going to put some pants on for season 10. What? <laughs> That's Brent's role. Oh, my gosh. This is Good Gal Juliana. Thank you so much for hanging with us for another year. Um, hug the ones that you were with, maybe with a little beer in your hand. Keep on chuggling, and we will see you next year. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.